Welcome to Always and Forever, a podcast where we usually analyze and dissect the heck out of One Tree Hill. But today, we have a few announcements. If you are listening to this live on the day of release, that is today, Tuesday, September 27th, then we should let you know that tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be hosting a live watch of... One Tree Hill, Season 3, Episode 9, How a Resurrection Really Feels, over on our Patreon's Discord server, and we hope to see you there. So just set up your DVDs or your ad-free streaming service. I know in the U.S. we have One Tree Hill on HBO Max and also Hulu, and we will all hit play at the same exact time and we can discuss together. Yes, it'll be so much fun. But that is tonight. But right now, over on our Patreon, we have a new episode of Baker Soundstage, which is our Patreon-exclusive movie podcast. And we are discussing The Notebook. Ooh, so exciting. Yes, because we saw Bevan Notebook and Skills, and Caitlin and I were talking to each other. We were like... I want to get notebooks. And, <laughs> and both of us were like, you know what? Like, let's get notebooks. And you know what? We decided to notebook ourselves. There is like a lot of euphemisms going on here that I don't know where to take them. <laughs> but anyway, we are, we are discussing the notebook, the iconic romantic film starring Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, Jenna Rollins, James Garner, as well as uh, Colin Moss and Paul Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> yes gotta have those call outs to our oth peeps <laughs> and i i don't want to like um overly brag or like tune our own horns but i really enjoyed editing this episode because we just had a lot of great philosophical conversations we were talking about soulmates different ideas of like romantic relationships it, like i really enjoyed talking to you about it caitlin I know. It was a great conversation. I loved just revisiting this mid-2000s iconic movie. And I feel like there's just, there's so much to talk about. There's mm-hmm. so much. So join us right after this intro, and you will hear a few select clips from the episode. But please be warned, these clips will include spoilers for the movie. To listen to the full version, or if you want to participate in our live watch tonight, visit patreon.com slash O-T-H pod for more information. That's patreon.com slash always O-T-H-P-O-D. I really fucking love Jennifer Owens' performance because she portrays uh, an Alzheimer's patient with such nuance. I feel like with uh, playing this type of character, it'd be very easy to infantilize her. And she never plays her in such a way where it's like, pity me or anything. It's just, she just plays her as a person who happens to have Alzheimer's, and it's just a part of her life. And I really like it. And that's really seen in the, in the one scene, the, the nurse who uh, has the name, Nurse Esther. Um, this is like a little bit later on, but, you know, I don't know if we'll talk about it later. So I'm talking about it now. Um, the nurse tells uh, Allie, like, oh, why don't you play the piano? You like that. Then Allie's like, I do. And she's like, uh, yeah. She, then Allie says, I don't know any tunes. And then the nurse says, you can read music. And she's like, I do. The nurse is like, "Mm mm-hmm. And that interaction, like, for both of those actors right there, they just portray it 
with such nuance. I feel like I'm using the word nuance a lot in this episode, but it's so well done. I love how Allie is being portrayed here. Hmm, that's thanks for bringing up that scene. Um, I think that's an easy scene to kind of just gloss over, which I kind of did. Yeah. But it's so respectful. I like how the nurse was, yes, respectful and treating Allie with dignity. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you are intelligent. <laughs> you have yeah. the skill, and I'm reminding you of it. Yeah, it wasn't like saying, like, you like playing the piano. It wasn't like she was, like, telling her. It was, like, sharing something with her. Like, hey, you you like playing the piano. Just sharing it with her, like, as it was a fact. Yeah. It's like, I I don't know how these actors do that. But they just do it in such a very great, intelligent way. And I I just love it. Yeah, there was, like, a gentleness about that scene. I appreciate it. Yeah, you write those letters, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! You know I had to uh, give give a long callback for that. (laughs) So, he writes 365 letters to her, one letter a day for a year, and and never gets any answers. Yeah, and speaking of One Tree Hill, (laughs) like, we didn't say One Tree Hill, but, like, if you know, you know. I mean, you are on our Patreon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the letters thing makes me think of Brooke writing the letters to Lucas. Oh, I I'm like even that's about like that. a little subtle nod there. Except she never sends them. She never though. sends them. I know. I know. <laughs> there are 82 letters in here, and they're all addressed to you. I wrote them all this summer. I'm not doing the monologue. <laughs> 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 but yes so uh, i feel bad for noah here though because like he writes a letter every single day and like part of me is like this is so romantic but then the other part of me is like she's not responding and i know we know the reason why she's not responding because she never gets them her mom is hiding them i know us as the audience we know better but part of me is just like dude like why are you wasting so much time on this can you imagine writing one person 365 letters what would you say in each of them like after letter <laughs> five i'd be like i don't know what to say anymore <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, I uh, I ate breakfast, um, I watched an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I watched an episode of One Tree Hill, oh, I recorded an episode of uh, Always and Forever <laughs> with uh, Caitlin. Oh. But like, seriously, if you're not getting a response in the letters, I don't know, you would think you would take it a step further and go try to find Allie and see her in person, yeah. not keep, not write a hundred more letters, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know. So, I feel like that's the part that I kind of don't like about, like, how this love story is portrayed, though, because I'm like, yeah, like, it's, it's romantic, but, like, I don't want people to see this and think, like, oh, I have to pine after this one person who I fell in love with. I know. I don't think that's a good message to send, especially to younger people. Like, I feel like me as a teenager when I saw this, like, I feel like it really fucked me up. Thinking, like, oh, everybody only has one soulmate in the world, and you know what? You gotta do everything to get that one soulmate. Yeah, and I think this is, um, like, from that era. 
that 90s, 2000s era. Yeah. Of that one soulmate and pining after them. Like, everything you just said, I I feel like that was portrayed a lot in Mm -hmm. media. And I kind of drilled it in your head, because I know as, definitely as a teenager, like, I had that soulmate idea. And, you know, to an extent, I, I have that still, but not, like, one person. I feel like it could be multiple people. Mm-hmm. Like, there are friends that are, like, they. I consider them my soulmates, you know? I feel like even yeah. animals, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there are special beings in this world that can be considered that. I don't think it has to be a love relationship. I think yeah, you can have like, a connection with a lot of people, like a deep connect, soulmate-like connection. Yeah, like, different people can unlock, like, different aspects to you, too. You mean he's building that house that has no idea if she's coming back? <laughs> I'm quite <in> skills. <laughs> I love it. I love this little commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, just, just like a little note about like um, skills and like his uh, notebook watch. Like, you know, he, he says this. He's like, he's building that house that has no idea if she's coming back. And then a second later, he says, yeah, you write those letters, dog. <laughs> and I'm like, these two scenes, like, they're switched. I know, they the did it. Yeah, backwards, you're right. <laughs> I mean, they were obviously trying to establish, like, oh, look, he's mentioning stuff from the from the notebook. Unless the notebook that he's watching is, like, an alternate reality version, because it would be kind of weird for Skills to watch it and see Colin Moss and, or <laughs> not, not Colin Moss, it would be weird for him to see uh, Junk and Dan Scott in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably a, a version that exists in Tree Hill. I want to see the Tree Hill cut. Like, we saw the HBO Max cut versus the DVD cut. What is the Tree Hill cut? <laughs> yes, of the you're notebook? right. What is it? <laughs> I want this. Maybe if Allie didn't stay with him and we know it doesn't turn out that way she does stay with him maybe uh he would have tried with martha and be like you know what like i have been uh i've been putting off a relationship with you maybe we should try this maybe i should try to open up my heart i mean if only they didn't go on a boat ride you don't know what could have (laughs) happened and it didn't start raining (laughs) oh my god like when it rains in that bow and the two of them are laughing so hard, that scene just brings me so much joy. Like, I, I can't stop smiling, like, every time I watched it. I know, because it all comes back to, like, in this sense, the rain is, like, liberating. And I feel like that's what Noah's always, like, represented to Allie. Going all the way back to laying on the road. <laughs> you know, taking that risk. And then also dating someone who her parents didn't approve of. In a way, that's, like, liberating. Like, doing something that, you know, someone doesn't want you to know. (laughs) And I think the Mm. rain here is just, like... Her hair, like, before that was all pulled up and everything, and then the rain came down, and now she's, like, kind of set free, and she's looser. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I didn't didn't notice that, but that's definitely on purpose, because it's like she's letting her hair down. That's that's good good idea. Yeah. Wow.